go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who I'm picking? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. All right, guys. Welcome in. Grab a friend. Tell a friend. We've got a special. Well, they're always special, guys, on Wednesday night and before the edges. But tonight is really special. I guess we can call them a double dog night. Uh, Marcus Washington Jr. and his pop, Marcus Washington. Folks, you know me, I never wear a blue shirt on Before the Hedges on Wednesday nights, brought to you by Kroger. But I always wear, but I decided to wear a blue shirt tonight because Marcus played for the Burke County Bears. I'm going to get in front of my skis and show a little bit of age here. <laughs> I was covered Marcus Washington when he was a Burke County Bear in <clears throat> beautiful Waynesboro, Georgia. Um, Wade Marchman was there. I'm sure you remember Coach Wade. Everybody remembers Coach Wade. Um, I think, uh, let me see, your head coach, was that Coach Steve? That had to be Coach. Yeah, Steve Summers. Yes, sir. Steve Summers uh, was there. And, uh, you know, this is a cool thing because, you know, I'm sure Marcus feels old. I feel a little old because this mm. is the first time I've ever covered a guy and then covered his son. And, and Marcus, you don't remember this. You've seen the pictures. But. I was in the Burke County High School cafeteria when Marcus signed signed his letter of intent. Uh, Marcus's mom was there. His parents were there. I was working for the Augusta Chronicle at the time. And what is it? Just like that? Just about like as that. about as fast as Marcus Washington Jr. MJ can <laughs> run the hundred meters. Here we are, committed to Georgia. Uh, proud dad. I, I guess first thing, guys. Welcome. Thanks for being on before the hedges, guys. We're gonna drop uh marcus's social media as you can follow him on instagram you can follow him on twitter um that will all be there on your screens but i gotta ask you this is the story marcus washington jr you were at georgia what time did you get there on june the first and tell me how much that felt like christmas morning walking through that place uh we got there around 11 o'clock um it was kind of surreal looking at everything that was going on over there um, the facilities are awesome, to say the least. Do you have a, 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 a vision, a thing? Because they've got everything, man. I've seen the weight room. You've seen the player lounge. You've seen the, the, the ping pong table, the pool table. They've got this LED board above the weight room. They've got this thing mm -hmm. that it's like a liquid crystal display that shoots red liquid behind the logo. So many things. What, what to you – was the A1A most awesome thing there for you in the new Georgia? Um, it, it, it's, it's really hard to choose out of either the weight room or the locker room. Those those two places are uh, pretty amazing. They got the weight room with the jumbotron above everything. Um, they got LED lights in there as well. You got the locker room with uh, – the Lamborghini seats. <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, lit up by them Lamborghini seats in the locker room. Uh, the compartments that they have is so neat. They can a little side piece where your cleats hang, your shoulder pads hang above you. It's, it's, a, it's a lot to choose from from that one. So in other words, they spoil y'all up there. <laughs> Just a little bit. That Mark, Marcus, is it going to feel weird going back to your normal high school locker room in beautiful Grovetown High School and thinking, man, I got another year and a half before I get up in the in the Lamborghini seats, man. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be weird. Uh, no, nah, it's not going to be weird. Um, got to remember where I came from. So, Dad, we got to ask you first. How many times did you shake your head and say, like, 
man, man, you felt you probably felt happy when you had a cold tub after practice or something right. like that, man. Yeah. How, how much different from a guy who played at Georgia, went the whole way through, played in a bunch of big ball games? How much different is it now? What do you think is the biggest leaps you see? Oh man, definitely the facilities. And even when, like when we got on campus, they've got construction going everywhere. So like, you know, they're just, they're really making some good changes to that place. Um, and even though, like I say, it's still home, it felt different. And it, it felt, felt like the first time for me, you know, coming back, coming back around because of all of the changes that they had made, man. But those facilities are amazing. As soon as we hit the door. With Recording the- in progress. Okay, that's great. Even though uh, as soon as we hit the, um, uh, the door and uh, everything, and we got to the indoor practice, indoor practice facility, how huge it was. And it, the way everything connected and tied together, man, it's, it's just awesome, man. It really is. And, and Marcus, you got the – I'm sure you, you, you took some pictures and you went to the locker room at Sanford, but then you also have now the locker room at the Butts. Like, I mean, is it just weird seeing, like, you got two really amazing lockers now that eventually you're going to call yours, huh? What was that like? Uh, It was – it was kind of surreal for a little bit and then um kind of sunk in like this this is going to be home for for me about a year and a half so uh it was it was really exciting really exciting marcus uh i think uh i, I guess the the thing i want to go back to for a second is you've got to be offered from georgia you committed within a month did, did you know it was going to happen that fast or did it just feel can you just take me through the genesis of getting that offer you always wanted and I know dad, he gave me all these great political answers. I mean, he could run for senator down there, um, <laughs> down there in, in the CSRA, man. He's like, he was like, now he had, a, he had a pattern too. He's like, that's his thing. He has to go to school. He has to go study. He has to lift all those weights at five in the morning. He's got to do all that. It is his decision. Boy, but doggone it, didn't that happen pretty fast? I mean, can you take me through how that all came to be? Um. Yeah, I got the offer about um, what do we about three weeks ago? Ah, shoot, yeah, man. Yeah, no, well, I guess about about a month ago now. About a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got an offer. Um, me and my dad. Um, my dad pulled me out of class at the time. He was like, "Hey, coach, I want to talk to you. Get on the phone with you." Uh, so coach calls me up. He's like, "Hey, man. Hey, look, I'm gonna cut you to the chase. We need a corner. You like the type of guy that can be my corner. I really love you to be down here." Um, I evaluated my options, uh, seeing the, the way that they play physical brand of football, which is what I do. I like to play physical brand of football, like the way they compete for a national championship just about a year in and year out. You get to go against the best year in and year out in SEC. You do that. So I was like, hey, uh, Pop, I want to go ahead and commit to Georgia. And, and it helped. They just put four, uh, four cornerbacks in the league this year, too. So yeah. it helped, too. <laughs> now, now, now. Now, Dad, how many times did you say, are you sure, son? Give me your pros and cons. Let's talk through it. Let's do some how, – how, how much did you make him have to go hard in the paint to convince you he wanted to be a Bulldog? Yeah, so, you know, I, I did ask him, okay, uh, just, okay, give me, your, give me your list as to why this is the school for you, you know, because, you know, I, I really didn't want him just to say, okay, you know, I'm going to Georgia because you went that. You know what I mean? I really wanted him to, you know, yeah. just to be his decision because it is his future at the end of the day. Um, now, deep on the deep, deep down on the inside, did I want him to be a bulldog? Yes, of course, I want him to be a bulldog. <laughs> uh, nothing like representing our alma mater, right? So, but um, yeah, I, you know, I had something else. Hey, so just talk to me about, you know, your decision making process and why you think this is a place for you. 
um, him and Coach Adai, you know, they, they were they were gelling pretty well. Um, so, you know, I, and that's going to make a big difference. The guy that you're going to be – that's going to be coaching you, you're going to be sitting in the meeting room with this guy a lot, you know what I mean? And, and y'all got to kind of – y'all got to have to get along well with one another, you know what I mean? Because I'm going to spend a lot of time together. Um, we hadn't seen the facilities yet. We had heard about them and that it was on the way. So we knew that was coming. Um, then, like you said, uh, he, he's playing corner. So you a tall, lean, fast corner. That's what the league is, is going towards these days. Um, we were we weren't too too far removed from the NFL draft, um, and they put six defensive guys in the NFL draft. Four of those guys were cornerbacks. So it's like, hey man, you know that, that that's that's not a bad that's not a bad little deal right there either, right? So um, you look at um, you know the, the roster right now; they're in need of cornerbacks. Um, they're doing a really good job with the transfer portal, picking guys up and um, getting guys uh, committed 2022 class, things of that nature. So, um, but hopefully by the time he he hits campus, you know, he'll be able to compete for a position, um, you know, to get on the field and, and, and make, he'll be an early enrollee. So, you know, once he graduates high school in December of 2022, he'll yeah. have classes in January of 2023. So he'll go through, uh, spring ball and everything like that with with the dogs early, so he'll be an early. So that'll be that'll be nice. Um, and then just the ability to compete for championships every year. You know, every year when you start talking about the college football playoff, you know, University of Georgia's right there in that conversation, and and that's where that's where you want to be an institution that's going to put you in that type of position. So, and folks, start dropping your questions for Marcus and MJ. Uh, Marcus Jr. Uh, in the comment section. Um, what what do you call him? Like I, sometimes I'm trying to say MJ and Marcus. Yeah, yeah. MJ. Uh So you know, there's there's all, and if you guys got questions, YouTube, Facebook, drop them, and we'll get to them in a second. But um, you know, Marcus, MJ, there's a lot of different definitions of committed. I talk to guys all the time, even in this class, the 2022 class, and their their version of committed is, hey, I love the G. I'm 100% locked in, but I'm going to take my visits. I'm going to go look at other schools. I'm going to see what else is out there. And, you know, more power to them, especially kids in this era who haven't seen a campus in 16 months. I totally get that. Every uh, young individual has their own what definition of committed. For you, Marcus, what's your definition of committed? Are you going to look at other schools or what's that going to look like for you? Uh, for me, uh, no, I will not look at any other schools. Um, I will be trying to recruit other guys that come try to come down here to, to the G. What's your what? Who, you got guys you want to play with? I mean, what's your pitch going to be? I guess, sorry, that, that's my dog. That's my dog, Peaches. Whenever we start talking really about recruiting on Before the Hedge, she starts barking because yeah. she, she likes to hear about recruiting. But like, uh, what's going to be your pitch, Marcus? Yeah, yeah. Got to get Peaches taken care of. <laughs> oh, man. Peaches turned up on me. Yeah. All right. All right. We're back. Mark. This is this yeah, noisy oh, person. Yeah, there she goes. <laughs> all, right. all right. Your pitch. Uh, my pitch to you would be, uh, really, are you ready to come in and work and uh, be dedicated to us and our program and uh, be ready to compete for a championship every year? Is there anybody you've already identified in 2023 that you got to play with or you're surely going to gonna hunker down and make sure Georgia has a really good shot at? Uh, no, I had to look into some more guys, go to some more camps and um, get to compete against some other guys, see how they work. 
Marcus, I, I think one of my most impressive things you did for me this week was um, I'll use a line from Charles Barkley this week, I guess, a little bit. Dude, you, you had your offer. You were committed. You could have been Marcus Street Clothes Washington Jr., just chilling, watching him work out. You didn't have to camp. I'm sure you didn't have to camp. Why did you decide to go ahead and camp anyway? Um, well, to one, uh, one, I wanted to uh, see how um, it is to work work out like a dog. Um, two, I wanted to uh, see how Coach Adai coaches and how he coaches me and um, how he's, uh, his coaching style is. Uh, he did a great job of uh, hands-on coaching and telling me things I could fix and I could use uh, when I come back to the high school and uh, play my next year football. Uh, how would you describe Coach Adai? How would you describe uh, the way he gets after it on the practice field? Uh, he's a very intense coach. Um, he, he'll get after you, but he'll also love you at the same time. Uh, he he understands that how great of a talent you are, and he he wants the best for you and everything like that. Uh, he can uh, he's very great at on field coaching. He'll tell you what you're messing up on. Uh, he's tell you what you're doing great. Uh, he'll sing your praises. He'll also be like, "Hey man, you can do better than this." So, uh, so I, I love a coach like that. Uh, I can play for a coach like that. Marcus, was there anything, MJ, was there anything that stands out as a really cool story from your visit uh, where you just took the most selfies with or something a coach said? Or what's the one thing that, you know, if you had to tell a funny story to somebody about or a cool story about day one of going back to school, uh, I guess it's back to school for all the recruits now. What was what was your maybe favorite story of that day? Uh, meeting up with uh, Pierce, the other 2023 commit. Uh, he's six foot six. I did not think he was actually six foot six until I met him. <laughs> he's a he's a really tall guy. I was like, oh my god, this guy is huge. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's so, so it's cool. Like that was your first meeting with him, right? Yes, yeah, sir. So we're gonna have to mark down June the first as a I'm gonna call it a landmark milestone day for 2023 recruiting because. Pierce has told me, he said, I'm going to be the OG recruiter for the 2023 class. He's like, I'm going to be the best recruiter Georgia has ever had. And Marcus, you already sound insanely competitive like your dad. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're going to be like, all right, fella, you take care of the offense. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to handle these defensive dogs and everything else like that. I mean, you two guys could be a big part of Georgia football's future because for a lot of you guys, and this is what Pierce, Pierce told me, is he said, I don't want to play with guys that are just good, that care a lot about the name on the back and getting the name on the back to the league. He told me, he says, I want to play for the guys that care about the, the, the G on the helmet, that if, when Georgia loses, that's going to stink. That's going to stink in his household. That's going to stink in his family because they're all going to know that, hey, you don't lose to Tech or you don't lose to Tennessee or you don't lose to Florida. Yeah. And, and Pierce wants to find those guys that actually want to play for Georgia and not just play for three years and let's bounce to the league. He, he feels that's important. How do you look at that? Uh, I also view that as very important because uh, for me, it's kind of um, it's a dog dog's uh, house. So uh, I can't can't I can't look myself in the mirror on Saturdays at Saturday nights. We done lost to Tech. We done lost to Florida. Uh, we lost to Tennessee, uh, lost to Arkansas, lost like to Kentucky. Bad year. That sounds like, it sound like bad. a very bad year. Yeah, to me. That's, that's rough. Losing to Tech's rough. Um, yeah. Marcus, did you ever lose to Tech? 
all once, but I didn't play that year, so I was I was all, I was I was on IR that year. Uh, but yeah, that's one thing you don't you, you don't lose the tech. That's that's out of pocket. <laughs> but it did happen. I, and I'll tell you one thing too. It's crazy. So um, we lost to Kentucky one year, and that's that's like, yo, lost to Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that was that was that was kind of like all you can say about that whole situation. That was on the end, you know towards the back end of uh, you know. Uh, Coach Rick and the, uh, that defensive staff that he had there, and it was, you know, going to make some changes and everything like that. But um, yeah, man, and I tell you, you know, even like say after graduation, you know, it's you know, once a dog, always a dog. So you know, been keeping up with the team, and I tell you, one of the most heartbreaking ones is you go back to that Georgia Alabama. Um, yeah, you know, the SEC championship game. We go back when we lost right there on the goal line. Uh, Twenty. I it was. It's like 2012, Yeah. 2012. That's, yeah. That's the one where Chris Conley caught the ball that was tipped. You talking about yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. So, and um, you know, you know, recently, man, we just right now it jumped from a from a, a University of Florida curse to a University of Alabama curse. You know, the old, old Saban curse. I guess everybody's been hit by that bug. But um, yeah, um, you know, we've we've you know felt like we've had some games and at halftime feeling pretty good about it and. And um, I don't know what happens at halftime. Uh, Saban goes in there and does what Saban does, I guess, and, and <laughs> about his second half, and, and then that thing gets turned around. But I just, you know, we got to get over that hump, and I think we will. Um, you know, Kirby's um, obviously that's his uh, Achilles' heel, so to speak. But you know, you know, Saban, Saban, man, he's he's like the Yoda, and everybody's out out to chase the Yoda, right? So um, we're 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 all on board for it, and we we we're here to go get him, you know. So. But uh, we're excited, we really are, and I'm uh, just ready, ready to 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 get this uh, era of Georgia football in our household rolling. We've already got our shirts ready and and everything <laughs> like that. We're gonna get out there. Yeah, yeah, got my my dog back shirt on. So, um, you know, Marcus, uh, you look back on it though, and like, man, those Alabama teams had I think three first round quarterbacks. They had two first round tailbacks, two second round tailbacks, four first round receivers. I mean, he just gets all the guys, man. Yeah, and that, yeah. I think, I mean, really, Georgia's defensive side of the ball has been equitable to Alabama's. It's just oh, yeah. that Bama's got those dudes that can go get it, and mm. Georgia, Georgia needs a lot more of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to share two funny stories now, Marcus. I don't know if you've heard this one before, but um, like I said, I, I covered your dad and all the big games. I've covered him when he was growing up. I remember there was like a you remember the wild card playoff game. You remember that one where. Back in high school? Yeah, for yeah. you, where it was a playoff game for a tiebreaker, and they all played, like, what, one half a piece or one yeah. quarter a piece? Played a half, yeah. And it was, it was really weird. Like, MJ, imagine three teams tied for the final playoff spot. So they all go to one school, and they play each other. So team A plays team B, team, team A plays team C, and team C plays team B, team B. And then, like, somehow they figured it out where the team that did the best there, the two teams that did the best there got to go on into the playoffs. But then Marcus had a great story when he was at Georgia, and he he and he was telling me about. I was asking about the young phenom Matt Stafford, and I was like, "Hey man, can, how do you know like when Matt's in there? What are you doing?" And like Marcus is Marcus was like, "Dude, I don't even need to know the number. I don't even need to hear coach say anything. When I hear that ball go by my ear hole, like, whoosh, yeah, whoosh, yeah. he's like, he's like, that's Stafford. That, yeah. His ball sounds different. It definitely sounds different, and." The last story I want to give the good people out there is you guys have a competition about 
who got the earlier offer. <laughs> MJ takes the check mark there. Yeah. And then who who ran the faster 40? Yeah. MJ takes the check mark there. And, you know, Marcus being a dad, we all want our kids to have it better, to be a little bit better than what we had. And mission accomplished because MJ's already got you there on both counts. What, was, what are those family bragging rights like right now? Yeah, yeah. So he he's starting to gain a little ground on me. Um, so yeah, like I said, back back Monday now, back back when I ran my 40, it was a hand, it was a hand 40. So yeah, they clocked me at the four four seven on the hand, and he clocked four four six on the laser. So I don't know what he would have ran on the hand time, to be honest with you. Um, so but uh, I'm happy for him. He's worked hard. Um, so but you know, next is my freshman year, we won SEC championship. So We'll see who get the SEC. Who, 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 hey, see if he can beat me to that one. He, you'd have to. You'd actually have to win the SEC and a Natty though. So, but that's what that was already yeah. going anyway. Yeah, I'm just saying you'd have to because I got. Hey, look, me and, me and Pierce, we gonna get the recruiting. I got you. Now I only did get one. I only got one SEC championship. You know what I mean? So if you can, you gotta get more than one SEC championship. Oh, okay, my bad. So he he gets the Natty. It's done deal, right? You yeah, gotta wave he, the white flag. Yeah, right? yeah y'all can wave the flag then. He got it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Marcus, in your own words, Marcus Jr., what does it mean to you to be a Georgia Bulldog? I know that's probably a special answer where you go back through all 17 years of your life. But for you, what does it mean to be a dog right now? Uh, for me to be a dog, it means tradition, family, brotherhood, family. Uh, once again, I like to harp on that. Uh, hard work, hard-nosed football. Dad. Same question. Marcus, what does it mean for your son to be a Georgia Bulldog of his own heart and his own mind and own conviction? What does that mean to you, man? Yeah, man, it's very special, man. Um, you know, you talk about uh, laying foundations for your kids and leaving legacies uh, for them to uh, pick up and just and, and carry. And um, I mean, he, he's doing a good job of that so far. Um, and man, I, I tell you, man, it's just, I'm just over the moon about the fact that he'll be a, a, a legacy dog, as we call it, man. So, you know, get an opportunity to, um, you know, like I said, go back home, go back home because he, he was, he was actually, he was born in Athens. No, I'm sorry. Okay. He was raised in Athens, born in Waynesboro, raised in Athens. And uh, so he spent most of his childhood up there, like, you know, we we moved back. We moved away from Athens. Five years. Yeah, five years ago. So you know, yeah. So him for for him going back to Athens is basically homecoming. You know. You know, and the other thing, and we got a lot of questions we're gonna get to, but like, here's what's the wildest part. So you talk about legacy dogs. So Pierce, we've talked about him already. His dad and his grandpa, at least, they weren't players, but they were students at George. So that's a legacy. Marcus, obviously. Your, your dad, the original bird dog out of out of Wayne County, Waynesboro, Georgia. That's a legacy dog. Now, the rest of this class, I'm sure you know about Lawson Lucky 2023. That's that's one of the lucky sons, uh, the triplets that were at Georgia. You know about uh, Justice Haynes. That's mm -hmm. the son of Veron 2023 class. Justice was there today. Uh, you keep going on. Justin Benton, the son of Philip Benton. I mean, this is kind of wild. There's something about this 2023 class where everybody decided to have a son. <laughs> they're all they're all stinking good. And most of these guys, I think every one of these guys I've already mentioned have a Georgia offer at this time. So, I mean, I mean, Marcus, I know Georgia's going to go after the very best players, but a lot of these guys are chip off the old dad's block. And there could be five legacy Bulldogs in this class, at least three or four legacy Bulldogs in this class without even really stretching it. 
Right. And that, you think that would mean more? Do you think what do you think that would mean, Marcus, to see your son go in with four other guys whose dads also played at Georgia? I mean, it's gonna make those road games a lot of fun, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt, man. So that uh, that's that's crazy, man. Um it, it would be definitely exciting. I, I mean, I don't know. I have to check the record books. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably something that hadn't been done. Um, yeah. But uh, you're talking about having uh, that type of uh, deep tradition and legacy um, that's coming in and getting an opportunity to wear the G all over again, um, you know, in honor, you know, the father and, and, and uh, just the family name. Um, and then that, that Bulldog G, man, it means something. It really does. And I, I got guys that I play ball with. But I still, to this day, I call up, you know, we talk, we chit chat, we shoot it. We talk about, you know, you know, old, old ball games. We talk about old road trips, you know, um, and then, you know, when they have different, you know, uh, events in their life, getting married, having kids, new job wow. stuff, man, we we'll just, you know, make sure we keep in touch with one another. And um, awesome. it's one of those things you start building those relationships and they just, it's just a foundation that never dies, you know. Mm, very well said. Uh, lots of comments. Let me get to this. Uh, lots of people on the YouTube feed, uh, they say, love Marcus, lightning fast off the edge. LaRon Allen says, dog news just keeps getting better. Go dogs. I love these father-son signings. Uh, Raphael Wright, I love that. His dad raised him the right way, understands being committed and what that word means. Two DGDs, uh, Midas Wilder, happy to have you on the team, Marcus. Dog Nation is excited about you. He dropped a heart emoji. Uh, Andrew says dogs raise dogs. Now here come some questions. Marcus W and smoke are going to be locked down both sides of the field. Can't wait. Um, Marcus, uh, he wants to know how many times Marcus Washington senior has watched that Hawaii game with you. Have you put the Hawaii game on there? <laughs> yeah. um, Marcus, that was you, you were, you were, you, you had your power Raider Gatorade that day or whatever it was, man. You had your, um, you were very effective that game. If you, if you, hey, hey, come here, son, come here, son. Yeah, Look yeah. Look at forty four right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, we. It's actually it's on YouTube, man. So every now and then, you know, just pop it on there and show it, show it to the young and you know, every now and then, got to go down memory lane. And um, there was there were a couple games that I, I would put on TV and let them say actually crazy crazy uh, fact right. My very first SEC start right was against the University of Alabama. Uh, 2007, my sophomore year, uh, wound up with like 11 tackles, two sacks. We won the game, double overtime. Mikey Henderson over the top with um, from Matthew Stafford in the back end zone. We dog piled in the back of the end zone. Um, so of course I got to show him that one too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's, it's 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 a lot of good memories in the red and black, and and I expect him to to, to have his own um, here soon enough. So and uh, and he'll be uh, one day he'll be able to sit down. I guess when we have grandkids a while from now <laughs> and we have his grand when it, well, I guess my grandkids you know and we, yeah. we can sit down and talk about that so and so uh, hey hey lord willing all of us are here maybe I can cover Marcus Washington the third in about 20 years hey well I tell you hey right now he got a little brother got a little brother now and he's 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 back crazy about football um so and uh I think he's he's gonna be a good one too Knock on wood, but uh, that kid absolutely loves football. He's six years old right now, so he hadn't okay. got started yet. But um, he, if he's six, so ten years from now he'll be yeah, sixteen. Same, so in the same position, yeah, for like 10 years. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raphael Wright has a question for you, Marcus. What are you looking to major in? What are some of your goals to get ready on the field as a freshman? Where do you think you got to get before you're ready to play as a freshman? 
uh, well, I'm looking to major in computer science and uh, some of the goals, um, really getting up the playbook, uh, get to know uh, my opponent, got to know my opponent, get to know my um, how hard my teammates work so I can outwork them. Uh, it's all love, but uh, I got to get on the field. How would you guys – how would you describe the way you, you play the game, Marcus Jr.? MJ, if you had to think about – you know, it's kind of like always a recipe a lot of great players say that I'm a little bit of this guy on YouTube, a little bit of that guy on YouTube. Uh, what, what type of corner would you say you are? Um, <coughs> uh, no cockiness here. Uh, I would say a little bit of prime time, a little bit of oh. uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, wow. Wow. And physicality, you got your dad as a linebacker. You're going to like to you're going to like to come up and lay some wood, right? And at the same time, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Marcus Jr., who, do you have a favorite? Uh, listen, let's eliminate your dad, number 44, from this question. Who's your favorite Georgia Bulldog outside of old pop there? Ooh, that's a horror one. Because uh, you have A.J. Green, you have Massaqua, you have Mike Henderson, like he said, you have Zeus. You have Nick Chubb. You got Sony Michelle. You got Ty Gurley. What you got to pick one? So hard to choose. You got to pick one. Oh, uh, I would have think about to. it. Think about it this way: If you could meet any of those dudes, which one of those would be like, man? I got to ask this man for self. Like, if you see him on the sidelines, you're going to see those guys on the sidelines. Which one of those guys do you got to get the selfie with? Uh. I think I got to get this up with uh, Nick Chubb. I think that just got to happen. Nick Chubb, man, that's a great guy, great guy. I mean, he was only power cleaning like 400 pounds when he was still in high school. I mean. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, man. Don't, Athlete. Don't make, uh, so, and I guess the last thing, I want, let me make sure, like got a lot of Facebooks, uh, Facebook questions. Man, they're still, on Facebook, they're still talking about that Sugar Bowl, great end of a career. Um, <laughs> Uh, we got people, uh, man, it, some people on Facebook are living their best life. They're sitting there talking about everything. Uh, um, Marcus, I guess, Marcus Jr., does he have to get you anything else for Father's Day? I mean, he's already kind of covered that now, right? I mean, can we can we let the young buck off the hook? I mean, like, hey, Dad, come on. I mean, what, what would be the ideal Father's Day present, man? Or is that already taken care of? Oh, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a hard guy to please, man. I'm really not, man. I just want to see him be successful. I want, to, uh, I want him to have a, a, a thriving career. Um, I want him to uh, obviously get his degree um, and just, you know, obviously put himself in a, in a really good position moving forward in life. Um, I want him to enjoy, enjoy his, the remainder of his high school, okay, and then and then enjoy his, his time as a Bulldog. So Father's Day gift, you know, and, and you know, stay out of trouble, keep your nose clean, um, and, and take advantage of all the opportunities that are are in front of you, man. Go enjoy that Lamborghini leather. <laughs> now, is that what they told you guys? It was Lamborghini leather, or where, where did it just yeah. feel like Lamborghini, or what? No, 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 that's no, what no, they, they told, told us. us. They said it was Lamborghini leather. You know, I don't know how much of a sales pitch it is, but they they they, they made sure to let us know that it wasn't regular leather. Okay, it's Lamborghini leather. So, ah, okay, well, now that's why I have to look that up. By the way, I don't even really know what Lamborghini leather is, but I'm assuming it's the same stuff that's inside of a Lamborghini car. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, uh, Marcus, when do you plan to go back to Georgia? You're going to, you know, some, you know, Ethan Nation, a great corner in your class, he went back to back days. He went day one and day two. Yeah. Uh, when do you plan on, when, when do you plan on getting back up to Athens? 
Yeah, we hadn't set a date yet, but we're yeah. definitely going to get back up there. Um, I actually seen Ethan Nation. We, uh, we worked out with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he worked out day one, yeah. Yeah, he worked out with us. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we hadn't set a date yet, uh, but we definitely uh-huh. get back up there, man. I, and I'll tell you, it's an easy ride for us. Like, I don't have drive to get to the campus. Um, we just we jump on our twenties, shoot on up there, and next thing you know, we running into uh, running into the school. So, yeah, you got to go slow on some of those back roads, man. I know that yeah. I used to make that drive all the time. We get in there, go up through Lexington, that area, yeah, Crawfordsville. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, now, guys, I, I would say this is an ideal first half of our show. Uh, you got. I'm thanking you guys for your time. Uh, let me give a shout out to Marcus one more time because if you've seen that video that showed during our interview, the B-roll of our interview, that great facility tour where you see that Lambo leather, you see wide-eyed Marcus going, oh my, I mean, it looked like it should be a commercial for Georgia um, in terms of that day one experience. That was shot. We, we love it, love it when people, as we age, we acquire new skills. We, we get in our bag and we get a little bit more renaissance man to our game. Marcus Washington, props to you, sir, on uh, shooting all that fine video. You're a quality photographer as well. Uh, not just a, not just an old knuckle-dragging A-gap, B-gap, sideline-to-sideline linebacker, man. He's got some skills, so uh, everybody recognize that. That video presentation brought to you by Marcus Washington. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, definitely shot some of that with my with my, uh, my Canon mirrorless there, and a couple of it was iPhone shots. Look, I got my, my son right here. Go away. <laughs> um mj marcus hey man we got a show to do i'm super part where i tip my cap you guys can bounce out of the zoom feed and now we got to talk about uh top targets we got to talk about all the other guys all the things going on uh in the class of 2022 certainly appreciate your time hey guys everybody on the feed how about giving us uh a dog emoji how about an mj clap it up uh so thankful we guys show some appreciation for these guys for joining us here tonight on before the hedges. Thanks, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. All right, guys. That's before the hedges. Double dog, double dog thing going on. Marcus Washington, Marcus Washington Jr. You heard about that Lamborghini leather that's inside the new facility. Uh, great interview there. Great stuff there. Obviously, before the hedges, that's where we get down and dirty and we talk about. Everything going on, Georgia football, Georgia football recruiting, brought to you by those fine folks at Kroger. This is about the halftime of our show. That recording means stopped for a special message from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online. Choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. There you go, guys. Before the hedges, Marcus Washington, Marcus Washington Jr. This podcast, if you're just joining us, excuse me, this live stream, if you're just joining us, that will go to uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, the Apple Podcast platform. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, this will become the Before the Hedges podcast. It will all be uh, chronicled and archived for years and years to come so you can catch up on the road. Maybe you're running around. Uh, that's uh, great, great to have that. And uh, now we got to talk about uh, the class of 2022. First of all, an incredible week for Georgia football. Um, I want to say this. 
there's no one out there that will ever have this take that the head coach and the staff at the University of Georgia aren't doing everything in the personnel department to bring the national championship to Georgia. I think that's fairly evident. Uh, the moves that they're making, I think that the moves that Georgia made this week were seismic uh, elevations to the program. Very impressive uh, with everything that we got going on there. Georgia has got going on there. Uh, speaking of, the, that's the present uh, of the Georgia football program. Looks pretty pretty robust, pretty stout. Now let's talk about the future of the Georgia program. That would be the 2022 recruiting class. Let's take a look now at our updated. This is the first one in June. This is the uh, top targets version 6.1. Uh, your top targets this week. And we're going to go back and forth a little bit now. Uh, got some changes to this with some guys coming on, some guys coming off. Uh, this top targets list will go 14 names. And I want to be very honest with you. I, <clears throat> I, want, I know there's always some uh, interpretation issues with the list. Everybody goes, oh, Jeff, are these the guys that are going to Georgia is going to eventually choose? No, they're not going to eventually get all these guys, but this is a listing of the, the guys that we feel are prioritizing Georgia and are also prioritized by Georgia as great potential fits for the class. Uh, there'll be guys that join the Georgia class that are not among this top 14, but right now, if Georgia, in, in the opinion here of Before the Hedges and DogNation.com, if Georgia could add these following young men to the class, I think that would be the ideal fit in terms of need in terms of uh, depth chart replenishment and also the very best players in the country. Uh, that's uh, something to look at right here. We've got a guy making an appearance on the list. Um, I don't think folks, uh, number 14, three-star safety, Jake Pope out of Buford High School in Buford, Georgia. Now, Jake Pope's a two-sport player. His dad uh, played at Clemson. His mom went to Georgia, so I guess he would kind of be a Clemson legacy. Uh, his dad actually played in the same secondary with Brian Dawkins at Clemson, but uh, Jake Pope's at Buford, plays baseball, plays football. He visited Georgia on day one. Heck of an athlete. I think there's something special there about Jake Pope. A lot of people wondered, I got some questions about it on the Dog Nation forum. Um, you know, why didn't, he have, why didn't he schedule an official visit to Georgia? Well, Jake has always maintained to me that he probably didn't need to use an official visit to Georgia because it's so close. Um, he could take multiple trips to Georgia. He would be a safety uh, type player uh, in Georgia. Uh, should he choose the Bulldogs now, Ohio State, Alabama, those schools are all hot and heavy there for Jake Pope as well. But he is now debuting at number 14 on the list. Number 13, that's a guy that will be in, in an Athens on his official visit in two weekends from now. Tyler Booker, he's really the highest rated offensive lineman Georgia has a strong shot at. I don't really think offensive line is a keystone priority for this class because Georgia has recruited so well in the past few years. Uh, I think Alabama and Florida are going to be viable contenders for uh, – Tyler Booker as well. I think Tyler's going to make his decision after he takes all of his official visits, going to knock out all five of those in June and then look to make his decision sometime in July or August. At number 12 on the list, Christian Miller. Christian is actually camping, was camping at um, Ohio State today, looked very good doing it. Uh, All-American defensive lineman. He's a guy that's elevated his game considerably in the offseason after his junior year. He's now right at 290, 299. Uh, great get off, great explosive moves off the line. Uh, Ohio State wants him. Uh, so does Georgia, uh, Kentucky, excuse me, not Kentucky, but uh, uh, USC. Those seem like the schools there. And in the end, I think it's going to come down to a Georgia and Ohio State fight. Uh, number 11 on the list, he just dropped his top six. You'll see it later on in the show. 
That's Keon Sab out of IMG Academy in uh, Bradenton, Florida. We're going to have a lot of a lot of Georgia um, Georgia potential pipeline guys with IMG Academy um, coming up on the list. Number ten, uh, he's going to visit Georgia, I believe, next weekend. Uh, that's a nine white. Uh, excuse me, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend after that. That's a nine white of uh, Imhotep Charter, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's the same high school program which produced uh, Tyke Smith. And Tyke is actually at Georgia right now. He moved in on June 1st as well. Number nine, the number two overall prospect in the country. That's Walter Nolan. Um, if you guys noticed on 24-7 sports, they, they've changed their ranking systems quite considerably now. There's no longer pro-style and dual-threat quarterbacks. They just have a quarterback. There's no longer all-purpose backs and running backs. They're just running backs. There's no longer centers and guards ranking their interior O-line ranking, which uh, encapsulates, it, 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 which joins and merges those two positions. Uh, there's just a defensive line position, and that would be the strong side end, the defensive tackles, the nose tackles. Then there is a different ranking system for uh, the edge defender, which would be the pass rusher. And then there's just one rankings matrix uh, for, uh, excuse me, for linebackers as well. So, Things have changed with a lot of guys in their positional rankings. Um, Jeremiah Alexander just visited Clemson uh, this week. Uh, I think Jeremiah is going to have a hard decision to make between um, restoring his commitment to Alabama, choosing Clemson, and then also thinking heavily about Georgia as well. Jeremiah will be visiting Georgia tomorrow, and that's a chance for Georgia to try and hold serve or match serve or break the serve and the momentum which was established by Clemson on that uh, unofficial visit. Um, number seven is Oscar Delp. Oscar Delp was at Alabama on July the 1st. It sounds like Alabama is now becoming and emerging as a bigger contender for Oscar Delp. He will be back. He will return to Tuscaloosa for another, another trip as well. Um, Oscar has yet, he's saving one official visit as well. Um, might, he might give that one to Clemson. He might give that to another school. I believe Oscar Delp is actually going to go to, uh, Clemson before he takes his visit official visit to Georgia this weekend. Number six is Travis Shaw. I think it's safe to say that everybody um, that has a polo shirt and a whistle and a uh, clipboard and a Twitter account and an Instagram account and uh, is in the building at the University of Georgia is trying to recruit Travis Shaw out of Grimsley, North Carolina. Number five, Evan Stewart out of Liberty High School. He's taking a dip in the rankings this week a little bit. So is Kojo Antwi. Kojo Antwi was also um, at Tuscaloosa with uh, his good buddy Oscar Delt for an unofficial visit on uh, June the 1st. Uh, Kojo Antwi will be back in relatively quick turnaround where he will take his official visit to Alabama uh, in two weekends, not this coming weekend, because Kojo will also be at Georgia on an official visit this weekend. And that is certainly a uh, recruiting race that Georgia has to win. Number three on the list, that was a, a visitor. I wonder if I call it a surprise because uh, Kamari has developed some strong feelings for Georgia over the last three or four months, but uh, Kamari Wilson showed up actually on uh, uh, day one. He was a, an unofficial visitor to Georgia. Um, there's the thought that he will either return to Georgia this weekend for another unofficial or perhaps his official visit. He's also got the choice of going the weekend of the 18th with all those other IMG Academy ascenders on the IMG Academy official visit weekend. Um, Kamari Wilson's been around. He uh, visited Auburn today. He visited Georgia Tech uh, also earlier this week as well. Very prioritized safety, five-star safety, the nation's number one safety in the 2022 cycle. Number two, another guy that's on his official visit this weekend, that's Branson Robinson. I think we wrote a lot about Branson Robinson last weekend, how he eats 
how he orders two the, the two biggest steaks that they have on the menu whenever he goes out to dinner with family. He sings in the church choir. He also leads songs in the church choir. He has a 415-pound bench press, a 449 uh, in the 40, uh, 5'10", about 220 pounds. Uh, I think if you're thinking about building or being an architect for the template for a perfect Georgia running back, the comparisons there to Nick Chubb. He's got Herschel Walker inspiration in his athletic development story. Uh, Branson Robinson, heck of a guy there. He's also, as stated earlier, in on his official visit this weekend. And the uh, number one name on the list, it's, it's staying there for quite some time. Mikel Williams, and I think Mikel Williams was at, was at Auburn. Uh, today, he will be at Georgia tomorrow. Huge visit, unofficial visit for Mikel Williams. He will not be in at Georgia over the weekend. So uh, I would like, to, I, well, I would look for Christian Miller to also find a way to join Mikel Williams also at Georgia uh, tomorrow. Those two guys are uh, very, very close friends that they have would long maintain that they would certainly love to play together. Uh, Mikel Williams will be visiting Georgia, unofficial visit tomorrow. I don't know how much that is out there, but uh, Mikel tells me he will be visiting Georgia tomorrow. Obviously a, a, a crucial early visit uh, for Georgia with Mikel Williams, the number one target right now and before the hedges. Other names to know, Aaron Bryant, three-star out of South Haven, Mississippi, another defensive lineman that Travion Scott has his eye on. Jihad Campbell, another IMG ascender, taking his official visit the third weekend in June. Uh, Danny Dennis Sutton out of um, Dunn School in Owing Mills, Maryland. That's a guy that I think the, I think the interest on both parties is – is is enough for me to put him on the on the other no, names to know. That's another defensive lineman edge guy uh, out of Maryland. Dalen Everett, Everett drops off the list. He was on the top twelve or thirteen for a lot of the last few weeks. He's now in the other names. Very honorable mention there. Uh, Four star wide receiver Andre Green's going to be taking his official visit to Georgia this month. This is one that Georgia fans need to play a, a lot of attention to. I think he will be coming down to North Carolina or Georgia. Um, if the visits play out and these are strong, eye-popping visits like we expect all these visits to be, uh, three-star Jacob Hood out of Hillsborough, Tennessee, another huge offensive lineman. Four-star wide receiver Shalik Knotts, that's another guy that will be visiting Georgia relatively in the, in the near future. Uh, another top 70 wide receiver out of Monroe, North Carolina. Addison Nichols, uh, the All-American with the All-American resume, uh, plays golf, shoots in the 80s. Uh, Man, what else can he do? He works at his near, nearby Kroger. Uh, he's going to take all five of his official visits, Tennessee, USC, Florida, Ohio State, Georgia, over the next month. Um, he's in town this weekend. Um, the guy is a, uh, hadn't practiced karate in a while, but he's a second-degree black belt. He's an Eagle Scout. Uh, I think the young man basically is a MacGyver. Uh, simply, it's a cross between maybe a Matt Stinchcomb and a MacGyver. Um, Shamar Stewart top five, top 10 prospect. He's going to go a long way in his recruiting. Quayshawn Sapp, uh, I think in other years, Georgia would even have a much, much, much stronger shot. Quayshawn Sapp uh, visited Florida this past week. Uh, he will be uh, he will be visiting Florida State soon. He's going to take a visit to Georgia this weekend as well. But I think depth issues are a major concern that's going to affect how much he considers Georgia going forward. Um Question Sapp, speaking of him, he's gonna he's got a scheduled decision on July the third. Kojo Antwi has a scheduled decision on July 5th. And Oscar Delph is certainly thinking he'd like to make his commitment on September 30th to some lucky school for his mother's birthday, his mother Mary's birthday, who actually runs marathons, if you can believe that. 
Uh, quick flash of the breakdown on recruiting. Georgia's still number one nationally, still 12 recruits, three offense, eight defense, one special teams, eight guys in state, four guys out of state. There are three five-star commitments, um, five top 50, seven top 100 commitments, eight top 150 commits. Ten of those guys are in the SEC footprint. Two guys are beyond the SEC footprint um, in the uh, class of 20. 22 on the board right now. Of course, one of those would be the punter, Brett Thorson um, out of Australia. Um, something to take a look at right now. This is a new slide for this week. Um, these are the official visitors for this weekend. That's the weekend of June 4th through June 6th. Highest rated guy that's expected to be in town on an official. This has been planned for, I think, three months now. Uh, Gunnar Stockton, the quarterback commit for this class. Um, huge to have him in there leading what looks like Georgia would Really like to clean up on the offensive side of the ball with a lot of these big names in town this weekend. Branson Robinson, we mentioned him earlier. Oscar Delp, we mentioned him earlier. Kojo and Twee. I see a lot of these names. Yeah, a lot of these names are showing up on the top targets and the also names to really seriously consider. Uh, Addison Nichols, Kojo and Twee. Uh, you know, Gunner, Kojo, the Nylon, Oscar Delp, they were all on the same seven-on-seven seven team. Hustle, Inc., this past spring. <clears throat> Those guys took a few road trips together. Those guys got to know each other really well. Four-star Denylon Morissette out of North Cobb will also be there. Another Hustle Inc. teammate. Uh, Denylon told me he was there on the first day as well on Tuesday. Denylon said he's not visiting anywhere else, and he is going to plan to be in Athens all summer working and, you know, basically, you know, working that gumbo, stirring the pot to get Georgia the best pat, the best class that it possibly can. And I think Denylon Morissette's, Maybe number one job in this class is his strong relationship with Deaconson and Jeremiah Alexander out of Alabama. Those two are very, very tight. Aaron Bryant, the three-star defensive lineman that really exploded on the scene as a defensive prospect after just playing his junior year on the defensive line. There's a lot to like about that young man. Kind of underrated in the same like uh, Jordan Davis type vein with his game and everything else like that. Uh, also expected in town is the four-star Marquise gross Killebrew. I'm expecting Christian Miller in town this weekend as well. Five-star Mikel Williams, when we created this graphic, um, he was he was going to be the weekend trip or whatever. He is not being an official visitor for this weekend. He's visiting tomorrow. He's not an unofficial visitor as well. And then everybody will also be watching to see uh, how many times or if any times that Kamari Wilson shows up in Athens this weekend as well. Uh, those are your top targets. We also previewed all those official visits that are on board. Uh, for this weekend as well. I think there's currently eight of those that would be in town. Uh, this is the time where we transition to our online chatter for this week, where we kind of uh, uh, go through a bunch of things right now. First of all, I want you to take a look at this Twitter. I think it's from True Exposure. They showed off some scenes of George's new facilities. You see the Lamborghini leather, the Lamborghini seats like there is what Marcus Washington Jr. and Marcus Washington so eloquently described. Guys, if you're just joining us right now, I got to tell you, you got some homework to do. You got to get back to the first part of our show. You got to watch that interview with father and son right there. I love it how Marcus Washington, whenever he talked about Georgia, uh, he said, you got to be about the dogs. He dropped that, you know, low A of the dogs, uh, swapped some stories. It was really good fun with those guys. I know you guys will get a kick out of it. Um, and especially Marcus Washington Jr.'s definition of commitment as well. Um, other thing I want to show you, a few things I want to show you this week. Check out this edit for, from, from Hayes Fawcett. Fawcett. This is the top six for uh, Keon Sab. Now, Keon Sab's actually, 
out of New Jersey. He's down in um, um, he's down in uh, IMG Academy right now. Nation's number one athlete. He's going to take be on an official visit to Penn State this weekend. Next weekend is Clemson. The week after that is UGA, and then uh, he's going to take an official visit to uh, Texas A and M. In uh, well, these aren't officials. Excuse me. These are the visits he's planning to take. Obviously, he's got LSU and Oregon planned. I would think those are going to be parked for official visits. Um, but those are the schools that are really in um, really in close contact and in connection for uh, Keon Sab. Certainly a guy that Georgia would love to add to the class in 2022. I think Georgia's ideal close to a defensive back in this class would probably include the names uh, Keon Sab and Kamari Wilson. And then it's going to get very interesting about whether that uh, the third and final add, if Georgia can add a guy like um, um, Jake Pope, uh, Georgia can add a guy like uh, Dalen Everett. For me, I think the bigger need if Georgia goes three or four more DBs would be I think they need another corner. And certainly there's a huge, huge flip name out there for Georgia as a potential corner flip going forward. Um, I want to show you this, guys. And, then, you know, we talk about uh, another another guy in this 2022 class that's a legacy. Look at this. This is Drew Bobo, son of Mike Bobo, uh, run the ball. I like. I think Jake Roos of uh, Rivals.com had a funny line on social media over the last 24 hours when he said run the ball behind Bobo. Uh, Drew Bobo, now, you know, he was leaning towards South Carolina when his dad was, work, was working there. He's now living in Auburn, and he was leaning toward – got to think Auburn's going to be a strong contender for Drew Bobo as well, obviously since his father is the offensive coordinator on the, at that program. But uh, Georgia now has offered, and uh, it looks like he could be a guy that could play in the interior, could play center, could play uh, at the guard position, one of those very flexible, very versatile offensive linemen. Georgia has offered him and got a couple of tweets I want to show with you from Kamari Wilson. One of those is uh, uh, he, he he's in the black Georgia 24, man, doesn't that look sporty right there? He also showed up uh, in Athens and he said he, he loves it here. And I think that was pretty unique because another guy, um, I think it was Malik Bryant, in the 2022 class uh, also said he loves it here as well. There he feels like a lot of those guys told me they said, they said that it feels like home. Uh, look at this offer right here from Madden Sanker. Now, this is a 2023 offensive lineman. Uh, it's got a 3.1 GPA, I believe, in core and AP classes. State heavyweight wrestling champion. So these are starting to check a lot of boxes right here. Madden Sanker in the class of 2023 out of South Paulding High School um, in Dallas, Georgia, picked up an offer. He camped and worked out for the offer on June the 1st. A lot of light there about that young man. I think he's a top 150 prospect, and he's the type of guy that, Georgia identifies and goes after, at least under Matt Luke, uh, in the last couple of years. Um, we mentioned Mikel Williams at Auburn. We mentioned Mikel Williams visiting Georgia tomorrow. Uh, Mikel Williams also visited Florida on June 1st as well. He tried on that clean-looking white uh, Florida Gators uh, look right there. Uh, Mikel Williams uh, was in Gainesville, tried on the jersey. And speaking of high impact, I think Jeremiah Alexander is a college-ready prospect right now um, the way he practices I saw him up close man that's a guy you want to have on your team that's not only going to play at a high level an optimum level but he's also going to make everybody else better he visited Clemson uh, certainly seems like Clemson is right there in the thick of it there for him as well um, I want to make sure you guys had a chance to see the second Kamari Wilson tweet if you didn't see it before uh, if you didn't pop it up before you know Kamari Wilson that's that picture there with Kirby Smart looks like it's been a very popular uh 
picture spot for all those prime visitors, priority visitors on those early Georgia trips. There's a picture of Kirby as a player, there's a picture of Kirby, two of them as a player, one of them as a coach, a uh, coach and a captain. That looks like a good picture spot so far for everybody in the new facility. And last but not least, I want to show you this tweet because I think it's so stinking cool. Now, this is a guy uh, out of the Louisiana area, and his Twitter handle is Nola Silverback. But if you look at him right here, Sean Rilla, Washington, is sitting in one of those Lambeau seats. Look at that. Underneath Cedric Von Prahn. Those two know each other. Underneath Cedric Von Prahn's uh, uh, locker. And look at that. Now, first of all, you got to realize how big these seats are because, you know, Rilla is a he's a huge six foot five, three hundred pound dude, a dude. And look how look how that seat has all the room in the world, and then some for uh, Rilla to chill out, and chill back in. And this is now the second really pristine, amazing, incredible locker that Georgia Bulldogs have. They have one in the facility where they spend most of their time in, and they have one in the locker room when it's time to go to work. But you know, look at those seats. I think the the, the size. The size aspect ratio, when you look at uh, Mr. Washington there, 6'5", 300, probably 305, 65 and a half, big defensive tackle out of Louisiana. And then look how he's got all the room in the world sitting there in that seat. Uh, the, uh, you know, the areas pop up. There's a, there's a partition on the sides. You look at that right there where those black areas are where you store your cleats and other gears. That G area faceplate comes down. The, the shoulder pads go up on top underneath that SCC logo. Just really amazing setup. And you want to know how Georgia spends $80 million. Well, that's some of the reasons and some of the ways how Georgia spends $80 million. You guys got you guys got questions? I'll certainly try to provide you all the answers I can. I'm going to take a quick lap. Not a quick lap. I see a bunch of questions. I'll answer a bunch of questions here on Before the Hedges. But let me know if you got anything on your mind. I'll do my best to uh, talk to you about it. I got a, I got a question for everybody out there But while we get things going. Um, ultimately, which one of the additions of Tyke Smith, Darion Kendrick, and, and Eric Gilbert, which one of those three transfer portal additions do you guys feel uh, will be will, – will, will in the long run become the best one for Georgia? Who will have the best Georgia career out of those three guys? Um, Uh, Chris Slim White, good question here. Let me clarify my remarks. When I say college ready, I mean that the guy is physically ready to play and mentally ready to play. Now, I say, Chris, I say that because uh, Jeremiah Alexander plays five different positions in the front for Thompson High School, and he plays it uh, for a Class 7A program uh, that's won the last two state championships in Alabama's largest classification. The way he works, um, physically, this young man is already um, power cleaning over 400 pounds. That's right at 400 pounds. That's Nick Chubb territory. Um, he is a tenacious competitor. Um, he has the ability to, to absorb a lot of information, take on a lot of roles. And when I say this is what I like about Jeremiah Alexander, I've seen the film. Jeremiah will um, is a great example. Jeremiah was on a play and he took on a an all region. Uh, all area type guard, and he knocked him back. He flat backed him. He shed that block, and then he caught a, a crack block from another get like all area, all metro, all state level H back, a guy that's really, really good. And then he again 
flat-backed him, knocked him three or four yards off behind and off the ground, and then made the play on the ball carrier, covering about 30 yards total on the play. When I watch Jeremiah Alexander's tape, uh, block destruction comes to mind as a guy that teams are scheming for him, and they're scheming to take him away with good players, and they still can't do it. For me, a guy that's college ready to play is a guy that checks all those boxes, the mental side of it, the – when the coordinators know who the great player is and they try to remove him from the game plan and still can't do it. And then the physical aspect of Jeremiah Alexander, I think he checks all of those tree limbs. I think he, he dots all those eyes and crosses all those T's when I'm in college ready to play. I think that's a player that I think can perform at a high level as a freshman. Now the hard part is to see whether a program like a Georgia, a Clemson or an Alabama is, um, is college ready depleted for where a player of that nature could come in and play right away. Because I don't care how good you are when you're coming into a place like Georgia, if there are guys like Nolan Smith and Adam Anderson that have waited their turn behind an Aziz Ojolari, that makes it much harder to do for him to come in and play right away and be productive and be a plus player on the field rather than a minus player on the field or a guy that just basically um, stalemates a lot of battles on the defensive side of the ball. That's what I mean by a college-ready player. Great question, though, and I know I spent a long time answering that. Uh, Marshall Fleming says Gilbert is going to make Burton and everyone else so much better because of double coverage. Um, Kyle Fold says Jeremiah Alexander reminds him of Nolan Smith. Uh, Johnny Webster, I agree with this. Put Gilbert in Pickens' position and throw him 10 balls a game. Guys, I really think that could be a seamless transition there. Uh, Bruce Eklund, Bear is in Athens right now. I think he's got the gear on right now, uh, enjoying himself, having a great time in Athens. Uh, getting to finally uh, visit Georgia for the first time since he got to visit and camp at Georgia uh, prior to the pandemic. Um, Kyle Folds, thank you for the feedback. So we got a problem with visuals. Four of them didn't appear, uh, including a list. Okay, well, duly noted, Kyle. Uh, thank you for that feedback. Um, let me, uh, sure. So, uh, so, uh, one of the visuals I wanted to come back to guys, we got it. We still got it in our bag. Let's see if we can take, let's see if we can uh, make amends and overtime a little bit right here. Pull this one up right here. This is JT Alexander and Dabo Sweeney. Uh, you see him, he's making, he's got the all in vernacular in his tweet right there. Uh, I tell you folks, great player, going to be a highly contested player, pulling him out of Alabama. Clemson really wants him. They're recruiting him. You know, Jeremiah Alexander told me that um, the school that has made up the most momentum uh, or had the best offseason pandemic recruiting for him has been Clemson. He gave them his first visit because he hadn't really seen them before. Now he's got to go to Georgia tomorrow, and I think that would be crucial. Um, there you see it right there. I think we've also got uh, a couple more visuals. Um, let's look at Madden Sanker. This is the young man out of uh, South Paulding, as I said before. Worked out, camped, earned his Georgia offer on, on Tuesday. This was one he'd wanted. This is one I kind of a lot, a lot of folks in, my, in the industry saw kind of coming. Uh, 6'5", he's got a 3.1 GPA. Uh, kind of fits that new mold state wrestling champion. Uh, look at the number 71 right there. He's got a he's got an Andrew Thomas 71 shout out in his offer tweet right there. 
I know he was really excited to get that Georgia offer. Like I said, state wrestling champion. He's a four-star offensive lineman, top 150 overall player. You see him there hugging a lot of people, hugging a lot of necks. Um, he's got, uh, you know, he's got his arm around Matt Luke there in one of those pictures, Madden Sanker. Class of 2023, that's a good guy, good name to uh, get a look at right there in the 2023 class. And I know some of you guys are like, Jeff, I don't really need to see this. I don't really need to see the number one guy on the top targets list in the Florida, what they call the clean Florida white gator look. But here you have Mikel Williams right there. Mikel Williams, the five-star defensive lineman in the class of 2022. He will be in Georgia tomorrow. Huge visit there for Georgia tomorrow. Uh, prior to his official visit coming on later down the road, Mikel Williams, look at there, that's the all-white. He's got the orange gator helmet, but the rest of it, the white pants and the uh, white armbands, the white sleeve and the white jersey as well, Mikel Williams. And, you know, things are about to get crazy because you see the NFL changing up their numbers where, uh, you know, players can wear a, a wider range of numbers. You could always do that in college football, but you see a lot of guys now that might be able to have the chance to stick to their college number when they go to uh, NFL league and on Sundays. So there you go. There's some more of the visuals there. Kyle, certainly really sorry we can get those up the first time, but I'm um, glad we had a chance to come back to it and kind of make amends uh, to everything else out there. I had a question for you guys. I don't know if I've, I've seen a, lot, a few responses. Who do you guys think ends up having the most productive Georgia career and ends up being the biggest get for Georgia? Do you think it's Darion Kendrick? Do you think it's Tyke Smith? Or do you think it's Eric Gilbert? Um, very, very uh, he did right there. I'm going to say uh, just because I think he's a really special player and because he's probably uh, done the most already in college football and has another level to get to. I'm going to say Tyke Smith. I, I can see Tyke Smith uh, making a play that changes the course of Georgia's 2021 season. I think he has that type of incredible ability. I think he has the, the football IQ to really make a difference for there for Georgia all over the field in a bunch of big spots. And he's the type of guy that will, the type of guy that will have to make a bunch of plays in that SEC championship game for Georgia to keep moving forward. Let me see about um, uh, let me see anything else on uh, anything else. Uh, we so we got the graphics, guys. That's been before the hedges. We got in. We for us. You know, I hope you got a chance. Absolutely enjoyed that that um, interview with Marcus Washington and Marcus Washington Jr. The first uh, double dog, the first uh, Georgia Bulldog commitment legacy um, we've had here on our show. We got father and son there. You can see how proud he was. See that cool relationship between those two and how happy everybody is that Marcus Washington Jr. is now a Bulldog. We certainly enjoyed that. Certainly enjoyed bringing you guys before the hedges each and every Wednesday night. I'm glad you guys could join us live. Tell a friend about it. Catch that podcast as we as our as our show um, morphs and evolves into a podcast. You can get it on SoundCloud. You can get it on Spotify. You can see it again on YouTube or Facebook once those uh, programs get archived. Uh, so a lot going on. Guys, recruiting team, this is a perfect storm of all the news going on right now. If you guys don't have the Dog Nation app, consider going to your uh, Google Play Store or, your, or the App Store, downloading the Dog Nation app. Uh, great week so far for Georgia football. Official visits now are on the way in the uh are coming up this weekend in the class of 2022 big weekend for georgia football and recruiting there and look for georgia to amplify these little slivers and great images and visuals you've seen um on social media so far look to see georgia kick things up another notch with um 
um, what they got going on for their official visits this weekend. Certainly, the staff has had a lot of time to plan those as well. Guys, what we got tomorrow, we got uh, Cover 4. We've got a uh, Dog Nation uh, daily at 10 a.m. with Mike Griffith. Uh, catch all the stories uh, as well. I'll have another story up that goes up every morning about the big visitors that will be uh, at Georgia each and every day. Uh, tomorrow's basically, uh, really, it looks like Thompson High football. That's the program, the big power program out of uh, the back-to-back state champions out of uh, Class 7A in Alabama. Let me give, a, give you a good roll call here. Five-star Jeremiah Alexander will be coming through. He's in the class of 2022. Five-star defensive lineman Peter Woods will be rolling through. He's in the class of 2023. Peter Woods is a top five defensive line prospect in the class of 2023 at Thompson High School. Georgia is one of his top schools. I think he likes um, Florida State a lot. I think he likes Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, kind of the major schools there. Um, I think Georgia is at least in a uh, top four, top five position there with Peter Woods. Um, priority target in the class of 2023. Another five-star, Tony Mitchell. Much can be said the same about Tony Mitchell, a great uh, on-ball, off-ball corner. I think he could be a safety. I think he could really be a star, even though he's rated as the nation's number one corner for the 2023 class. That's another top 15 prospect, also out of Thompson High. He will be there as well on an unofficial visit as well, class of 2023. Out of Thompson High. And then a name I want you to know about, Amon Lane, a class of 2024 cornerback, defensive back uh, out of Thompson High. He's running 11.06 as a freshman in the 100 meters. That's pretty good, pretty fast. Physical, great um, tackler, great aggressive tackler. Already got the speed. Um, Great, great story. Uh, Should he work out? He's going to work out in camp. Should Georgia offer Amon Lane? Got a heck of a story to tell you about Amon Lane. I can't wait to t- bring all that to you guys as well. Uh, Georgia is his dream school. Uh, there's a couple of kids that can always say they got a couple of dream schools, but for Amon Lane out of Thompson High, he's got a lot of offers from the SEC already. If Georgia offers him tomorrow after a great camp workout, that's going to be something to watch right there. Uh, speaking of, you guys, thanks for watching Before the Hedges. I'm Jeff Sintel. Um, we'll be coming at you uh, all weekend long with a lot of good content following what's going on with Georgia and Georgia recruiting. Thanks for taking some time out of your Wednesday to join us here on Before the Hedges. It certainly means a great deal that you take the time on a Wednesday night to learn about Georgia football recruiting with all of us and that you guys have been doing so for so many years. Give a lot of thanks to Kroger for that because they make everything do what it do and make all the wheels turn around here. Thanks to Michael Carvel behind the glass or behind the Zoom. Uh, providing all our productional capabilities and playing all these videos and helping them with all the graphics during our show as well. Um, That was another Before the Hedges. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see everybody later once again on the pages of dognation.com. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.